Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello. Welcome to the dueling club. It's Meow. And I'm Jen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we've changed our intro a couple of times, but I mean... every episode. It's never the same. It's never the same. Except for me when I say hello, hello every time. Yeah. And that's literally the way I answer the phone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if any of you have my number... I didn't do it. And Al can attest to it, whenever I answer the phone, that's how I answer. Yes. Yeah. Fun times. So, Al. Yeah. What's up? What's uh-huh. going on with you? I think I'm going to look for garage sales today. Yay, I'm going to clean. Sucks to be you. Yeah, you know, I'm an adult and it kind of has to happen. Ooh, I bought a new mop and bucket that has the spinny thing. I somehow got onto clean talk, the clean talk side of TikTok. Mm-hmm. And they made me buy a new mop. And I need to buy some cleaning supplies mm-hmm. so that I can clean my place, like mm-hmm. the boyfriend and I are cleaning. Um, yeah, it's it's time. It has to happen. We're adults. Cannot live in grossness. Not like we live in grossness, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to maintain where you live. Yes. Um, and what else? What else is going on? I hung out with my, one of my friends again, the the one that I went to college with. I hung out with her last weekend. Nice. Yeah. She's so sweet. So you guys know, I've mentioned it before, that I knit and crochet. She also crochets, and she'd like to get into knitting. We were talking about crocheting, and we showed each other things that we've made. And she actually bought me these really cool um, ergonomical crochet hooks that are supposed to help with um, when your hand gets tired from crocheting because they fit appropriately in your hand. And they're really pretty. Good. So, and it was, it was an unexpected gift. And I was like, you really shouldn't have, but I appreciate it. And it's like, now I feel like I want to use them immediately. And I showed you the things that I want to make. One of them being a Harry Potter teddy bear. Yes. I'm so excited about that. You know what else I'm excited about? Mm. When people like, follow, and subscribe. Oh, yeah. We're on Facebook. We have a group. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. You can listen to us anywhere, but we're hosted on Podbean. So feel free to listen to us wherever. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Yes, what she said. Yeah. So we are doing the thing. We're... Do we're reviewing Harry Potter and the Lord of the Phoenix season five, episode two, chapter two, a peck of owls. Um, so yeah, quick recap Harry's back at the Dursleys for the summer, he hates it, he's an angsty teenager, and crap just happened that he did not expect. Yes. Okay. So Harry tries to figure out what just happened. He was just attacked by two Dementors not too far from his home 
when he was walking with Dudley to get back home, a.k.a. Big D. He was able to fight them off with a Patronus charm after three attempts, um, or with the third attempt, better yet. But what's even more surprising is that batty old Mrs. Fig told him to not put his wand away in case the Dementors came back. So, she's mentioned before as um, the crazy cat lady, basically, who had her leg broken because of something Dudley did in book one. Like he's mentioned that he did something in the past. And that she couldn't watch Harry on Dudley's birthday because of It wasn't because of what Harry, Harry, uh, what Dudley did. It was because of one of the cats. Oh, she like tripped over one of her cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's been around since at least book one. It's It's hinted at that they have her watch Harry quite frequently when they don't want to involve him in something. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to more stuff about her. Um, so we know she's there. Harry is able to figure out that she's with her help, obviously, that she's part of the magical world. Mm -hmm. Um, a squib, just like Filch, but less surly than Filch. Magical work. Hey, I wrote this while I was sleepy. Okay. And she's part of a group that's in charge with tailing him while he's back in Surrey with the Dursleys for the summer. Yes. So, reading from the book, he left, said Mrs. Fig, wringing her hands, left to see someone about a batch of cauldrons that fell off the back of a broom. I told him I'd flay him alive if he went. And now look, Dementors. It's just lucky I put Mr. Tibbies. <laughs> Those Tibbles. Oh, that is an L. No, it's Tibby's. Tibby's? Okay. On the case. But we haven't got time to stand around. Hurry now. We've got to get you back. Oh, the trouble that this is going to cause. I will kill him. But. The revelation that his batty old cat-obsessed neighbor knew what Dementors were was almost as big a shock to Harry as meeting two of them down the alleyway. You're, you're a witch? I'm a squib, as Mundungus knows full well. So how on earth was I supposed to help you fight off Dementors? He left you completely without cover when I warned him. This bloke Mundungus has been following me? Hang on, it was him. He disappeared from the front of my house. Yes, yes, yes. But luckily, I'd stationed Mr. Tibbies under a car just in case. And Mr. Tibbies came and warned me. But by the time I got to your ho- house, you'd gone. And now, oh, what's Dumbledore going to say? You, she shrieked, as Dudley still supine on, <laughs> at Dudley still supine on the alley floor. Get your fat bottom off the ground, quick! You know Dumbledore. Of course I know Dumbledore. Who doesn't know Dumbledore? But come on, I'll be no help if they come back. I've never so much as transfigured a tea bag. <laughs> so this is a lot of information. So we're going to go over it. Mundungus Fletcher and Arabella Fig, a.k.a. Mrs. Fig, have been watching him all summer. Four weeks. Yes. I say all summer. We have to remember that... That's what it says in the book. Yeah. And like... Their, their, their school year runs differently than what we're used to. Very long. They're basically there until July. 
And then they go back September 1st. But it's not even like the beginning of July. It's kind of almost the end of July. So they really only get like a month and a half of a break. Isn't that weird? It's a little bit weird. Well, for us, because we're used to going from September until the beginning of June or end of May, depending on where you go. Um... At least here in New Jersey, where we live. Um, some schools are year-round. Some have different things. But we even get a whole bunch of breaks. So it never feels that long. Anyway, and presumably, Mrs. Fig has been watching him longer, as we mentioned before, going undetected as being magical, what I called magical adjacent. It's a squid. She's a squib. She knows about magic, but she can't perform it. And this kill is, me. huh? If I was a squib, just kill me. Right? You'd have you'd know about this world, but then you'd have to essentially live with muggles because you can't actually function as a witch or wizard. That's kind of terrible. So this is where we and we mentioned it in our last episode, where. In chapter 36 of Goblet of Fire, The Parting of Ways, Dumbledore tells Snape to gather the old order members, and he specifically names Mundungus Fletcher and Arabella Fig. And Al and I had this conversation. It always just struck me as really strange that Harry didn't recognize the name. Presumably, Mrs. Fig has been in his life forever, at least since he's been with the Dursleys. And... He didn't put two and two together that this name might be somehow related to the person he knows. Well, it it makes complete sense. So think about it this way. You're 14 years old. Someone just been murdered in front of you. Basically, Hitler just came back to life in front of you and wants to kill you. Yeah, and wants to kill you. Uh, Would you somehow reconcile the name Arabella Fig? Someone who Dumbledore wants to get in contact with, with the crazy cat lady from your muggle life. No. I mean, no way that you'd connect those people. For a sec, I'd be like, oh, fig and fig. Oh, I don't know any other figs. That's interesting. Yeah, but that that's not making that connection. It's just going, oh, same last name. Well, and even if his brain went super duper super duper hyper mode and he was able to put two and two together i think that that night he wouldn't have been able to mm-hmm. he you know like there's, he said, there's just no way that he would have been able to make that connection he was still he was still in shock he was still traumatized mm-hmm. there there's no way yeah um and, and she's then, not allowed to disclose who she is for two reasons which we have listed the first one obviously really straightforward Dumbledore's orders. Second one being, she couldn't really let on that she knew about magic or was part of that world. Because then she'd want to be herself and treat him well. Yes. And that's not going to be acceptable with the Dursleys. The Dursleys would have been like having a good time and never allowed to go back. Exactly. So. So, I guess... I guess all in all, it was boring and unpleasant for a young boy slash teenager to be around this crazy old cat lady. However, 
She never outright treated him poorly. She never outright did anything wrong to him. Yeah. So it was kind of a little bit of an escape. I would I would like to believe, you know? She would try to give him treats, like, what was it, like, old cake or something like that? Yeah. But at least, like, all it was was mediocre slash bad food and a boring time versus being literally Physically abused. and verbally yeah. and mentally and yeah. in every kind of way abused. Yep. So, yeah. You have a note here that Mundungus is, Mundungus is pretty shady. Yeah. Yes. Which is fair. I, I mean, he was looking for stolen cauldrons. Yeah. He, That's what it means when they fall off the back of a yeah. truck or the back of a broom. Like, come on. So the the whole thing is that, and it's mentioned later as well. Mm-hmm. He's just a shady guy overall. Yeah. Like, like in every way, basically. Oh, so. Yeah. And I did put a note in here. He was looking, oh, excuse me, for the stolen cauldrons. And maybe those are the ones that Percy wrote a report about the no, previous he was, year. He was writing a report about the, the, the falling standard of cauldrons. Right. Not any missing cauldrons specifically, but just how dodgy, shallow cauldrons are being imported. Right. But it, it would be easier to make a batch of subpar cauldrons disappear and then sell on the black market if they're, you know, not up to standard. That's what happens a lot with other things in the in the muggle world. If something is kind of subpar, it can be made to disappear pretty easily and then it gets sold elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So maybe they are the cauldrons Percy was talking about. We don't want those kinds of cauldrons infiltrating the cauldron market, though. True. Yeah. So they're they're trying to make their way back to the Dursleys, and that's when Mundungus apparates back well, into the sea. That, Mrs. Fig sort of um, has a freak out saying that like Dumbledore needs to be made aware of what happened. Yes. Because Harry using magic in this particular time is a very, very big deal. And I understand why Harry doesn't understand that. Number one, he's being kept in the dark. Number two, the statute of secrecy says, unless it's absolutely necessary. Don't use magic in front of muggles unless it's absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that, in my opinion, being attacked by Dementors in a dark alley when you're alone with your cousin is an appropriate time to use magic to save your life. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, again, because we're including spoilers, it's in a couple of chapters. Like, they number one, they don't have any actual proof that there were Dementors there. Yes. And so it's much easier to just blame Harry for being... Gallivanting with magic. An impetuous, stupid teenage wizard. Yes. Who's trying to show off or bully a muggle as opposed to actually trying to save his life and his cousin's life. Yeah. And I mean, who's the witness at that point? The muggle who can't see See Dementors? Yeah, exactly. So that's where um, Mrs. Fig is like, we have to tell Dumbledore so he's aware of the situation. And Harry offers to use Hedwig to send him a letter, but that's not fast enough. And that's when... Mundungus, Mundungus apparates. apparates in front of um, Harry, Harry and yeah. 
and Mrs. Fig, and technically Dudley, although he's kind of out of it. Yeah. Um, and Mrs. Fig raised the arm from which her string bag dangled and whacked Mundungus around the face and neck with it. Judging by the clinking noise it made, it was full of cat food. Ouch! Get off! Get off! You mad old bat! Someone's got to tell Dumbledore! Yes, they have! Yelled Mrs. Fig, still swinging the bag of cat food at every bit of Monungus she could reach. And it had better be you! And you can tell him why you weren't there to help! Keep your air net on, said Mundungus, his arms over his head cowering. I'm going, I'm going! And with another loud crack he vanished. I hope Dumbledore murders him, said Mrs. Vig furiously. Now come on, now come on, Harry, what are you waiting for? So, good on her for figuring out what to use to beat Monungus with. Um, they're in a really sticky situation now because of him, so she uses what's at her disposal, a bag full of cat food. It's a good thing it wasn't a bag of, like, dry food, because then it wouldn't have hurt. True. Yeah. Those cats get spoiled. Mm-hmm. My cats don't get spoiled like that all the time. Sometimes. I have cats. Yes. They're cool. Practically dragging Dudley along and being watched by Mrs. Fig, Harry gets Dudley home and almost makes it uh, upstairs before they notice that something is wrong with Dudley. <laughs> I think the vomit um, on the doormat was a good indication that something was wrong. Yeah, well, Harry, like, drops him off and is like, must escape, must escape, but it doesn't work out that way. Well, because he has to figure out what just happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like... Well, I'm sure... I'm not sure if the book mentions it. I don't recall. But Harry has to have, like, the idea to, like, maybe send a letter to his friends or Sirius to tell them what happened to see if they can give any kind of input at all. Because, like... Harry, I think, has a very clear separation between, like, his muggle life yes, and, like, his wizarding life. And so the fact that they've come together in such a very, like, bad way, mm-hmm. he has to be, like, kind of shook right now. And he is. He is. Oh, very clearly. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I don't, it doesn't mention it at that moment, mm-hmm. but I think he That's hasn't. the next step, really. Yeah. Like, I think he hasn't had enough time to even think about it mm-hmm. because he was physically and mentally exerted from having to fight off the Dementors and then having to find out that he's been being followed. Um, Someone he knew his entire life is actually part of the magical community and they're on Dumbledore's orders. And it's like, what is happening? So Dudley's parents, you know, they ask him, what happened to him, especially after he threw up. And they say, they ask him if perhaps he was mugged. And Dudley manages to mutter him, referencing Harry. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it in the last episode. As much as I want to fault Dudley for this train of thought, it makes sense. It's a logical assumption based on the facts we know about Dudley and what's happened to him. Um, Fact, Harry is his cousin, and Harry is essentially despised by the Dursleys. So clearly, can't be trusted. Fact, 
magic has bitten Dudley in the behind more than once. Once literally mm-hmm. in the behind because he ended up with the pig's tail. Um, and once causing him to have an enormous tongue thanks to the Weasley twins' ton tongue toppy. So magic can clearly not be trusted. Um, and another fact, Harry pointed a wand, an instrument used in casting and directing magic, and as we discussed in the last episode, amplifying magic, and he pointed it at Dudley. So Harry, with magic, is definitely not to be trusted. Fact, Dudley was magically attacked. So if you put all of those together, it makes sense that he would think that Harry was the one who attacked him. True. Like, it, it, we're not trying to to come up with some random stuff to justify Dudley casting blame on Harry. It just makes sense. Is it wrong? Yeah. But logical? Also, yes. So while Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia berate him about Dudley and what happens to their poor Duddykins, um, the owls start. Mm-hmm. First comes an owl from the Ministry of Magic. Do you want to read it or should I? You got it. Well, I, I can do it. Okay. okay. Dear Mr. Potter, we have, received, we have received intelligence that you performed the Patronus charm at 23 minutes past 9 this evening in a muggle-inhabited area and in the presence of a muggle. The severity of this breach of the decree for the reasonable restriction of underage sorcery has resulted in your in- expulsion from Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Ministry representatives will be calling at your place of residence shortly to destroy your wand. As you have already received an official warning for a previous offense under Section 13 of the International Confederation of Wizards Statute of Secrecy, we regret to inform you that your presence is required at a disciplinary hearing at the Ministry of Magic at 9 a.m. on August 12th. Hope you are well. Yours sincerely, Mafalda Hopkirk, Improper Use of Magic Office, Ministry of Magic. So, before that... I, and I love putting it in here because we all know that Uncle Vernon hates owls and anything magic related. Um, so he's, he's, it starts with owls, bellowed Uncle Vernon, the well-worn vein in his temple, pulsing angrily as he slammed the kitchen window shut. Owls again. I will not have any more owls in my house. Well, I didn't bring it up in chapter one. He called them pestilential birds. Yes. Well, he's always thought that. He's. Hmm. It, it was it was in the first book that he was just so annoyed that uh, Hogwarts letters kept being delivered by owls. Mm-hmm. And it happened for days. So he, we know for sure that he hates owls. Um, so, of course, at Harry's mind is racing at the letter he just received. Makes sense. Um, we only ever heard of one wizard so far that was expelled, Hagrid. Um, and it wasn't very pleasant. Like Hagrid ended up in, in Azkaban for a little bit and, and Hagrid's wand got taken from him or broken. And Hagrid was never able to learn more magic since then. Could you imagine being part of the magical world and then being told, oh, no more? 
What if Harry ends up thinking that maybe he'd have to run away? And this is not the first time he's thought that. He did that about a year ago in the last book. Every young teen at some point has an argument with their parents. Like, you know what? I'm packing my stuff and I'm leaving. Yes. (laughs) But, But this is him having an argument not with his parents, but, I mean, Ministry of Magic. And saying, you know what? I'm leaving. Yeah, but aren't doing a similar thing? You know what? No, you're grounded, kid. Give us your wand. <laughs> True. So are we saying that the Ministry of Magic is basically all of the magical world's parents? Yeah. Okay, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says he believes that his only option is to become a fugitive. And he says so. He says he's leaving. And for, he yells at Vernon to get out of his way. Mm-hmm. Because Vernon is literally standing in his way because he was just trying to figure out what happened to Dudley. And Vernon won't move. So before Harry can get past Uncle Vernon, there's another owl that comes in. Like literally right after. So minutes have, not even, maybe a minute has passed. Um, And ignoring Uncle Vernon's anguished yell of owls. Harry crossed the room at a run and wrenched the window open. The owl stuck out its leg to which a small roll of parchment was tied, shook its feathers, and took off the moment Harry had pulled off the letter. Hands shaking, Harry unfurled the second message, which was written very hastily and blotchily in black ink. Harry, Dumbledore's just arrived at the ministry and he's trying to sort it all out. Do not leave your your aunt and uncle's house. Do not do any more magic. Do not surrender your wand. Arthur Weasley. I was talking so funny because, like, I think Harry mentions it too. It's like, don't perform magic, but also don't surrender your wand. So how am I going to duel? The wizards that come to take my wand. Yeah, exactly. It's it's this terrible Catch-22 situation for Harry. Just karate chop him in the neck. It's my one. Parkour and get away. Yep. (laughs) Something, right? Mm -hmm. Ooh, taser. True. They wouldn't know what to do with it because regular muggle things don't work well around magic. All he'd need to do, tase them and run. True. Do you think he'd have a taser or pepper spray? Oh my gosh, what if they recognize that as, like, a failed Cruciatus? <gasps> oh, no. Story time. <laughs> yeah. What if? Oh, no. Oh, no. There's actually a what if show on Disney Plus right now. Yeah, I know. Did you watch the first one? No. But I the what if series is, it's like, 30, 40 years old now. Yeah, but I like that they're doing that because it really is a good idea to provide an alternate perspective. Not, not even perspective, but an alternate reality where things yeah. are just subtly different. Yes. Okay. So. <sighs> Harry goes with the instruction to stay. And so now he has to explain what's going on. Well, he also decides to go with it because Dumbledore was mentioned. And if Dumbledore is trying to work it out with the ministry or figure it out or maybe work over the ministry's head to get things done, because wasn't he like 
high up in the Wizengamot and this and that. And Cornelius Fudge used to ask him for help all the time. So maybe he had a little bit of sway that he could work things out. So Harry's like, okay, fine, whatever. So he actually tells Uncle Vernon that I've changed my mind. I'm going to stay. So that's when he has to start doing the explaining. Yeah. So it's basically like um, they Vernon basically wants to know what happened and why are there were there owls in his house? The owls, I think, he doesn't really care too much about in the moment. He wants to know what happened to Dudley. Yeah. So it's basically just like we were out, we were coming back home, mm-hmm. and we were attacked by Dementors, which Vernon calls Dementoids, because, again, why not? And I'm not even sure if it was like an intentional mock, but it kind of feels like it. Story time. Yes. In the past week and a half, two oh, weeks, yes. I have one person that I've been working with in my company Mm -hmm. who sends me ims via teams who emails me all the time who has called me a couple of times Mm -hmm. and emails called me so my first name is sharon in emails has called me shannon sarah uh susan and stephanie that's definitely a troll. Because if he's rotating between she. like two names... Or she, okay. If it's between like two names, then you can just go, the person's completely oblivious. But they're not even similar names. Just start with the same letter. Here's the thing, though. There is a Sarah and a Stephanie on the team that she does work with from time to time. Or okay, has worked okay, with. Okay, but the thing is that she didn't even read your email with. Yeah. Because you, you have your name in your, your footer. Yeah. Kind of thing. In my signature. Yeah, yeah. So... I honestly, I'm going to start calling her every name that isn't her name. That right, is somewhat this... closely related, but not really. Mm-hmm. But and that then... was what I wanted to say. Sorry. Yes. No, you're okay. But um, yeah, Uncle Vernon is definitely, I think he has a mental block when it comes to anything magical that he just can't. Wrap his head around. Yeah. And he can't be bothered to get it right. Yep. So when he asks what these Dementoid things are, Harry doesn't answer, actually. He wanted to. Yes. But Aunt Petunia responds, they are the guards of the wizard prison, Azkaban, which surprises everyone, including herself. Um, And then Dudley haphazardly explains what he felt, which is like that he would never be happy again. Yeah. And and Harry's like, yep, that's that's what they do. And then Vernon, I think, I think he he blames Harry again. Like, you, you made, did this. You yeah. you. It's you all your fault. Funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, because Dud, the way that Dudley explains it is that he hears voices in his head. Yes. And in the book, it says, if they're the worst thing that they hate, the number one thing on their list that they hate is magic. In the top 10 is also hearing voices because it means that you're funny. Like, mm-hmm. quote unquote, funny. Something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're going to blame that on Harry. Because that's what they do. Yep. Harry's the scapegoat for anything weird. So, Harry's trying to answer questions. 
about the Wizarding World, trying to explain Dementors to him, trying to explain what happened, and that, yes, he used magic, but it was to save them when another owl arrives. And I, f- I think owls... <laughs> he, he, he actually says that, stomping yep. over to the window and slamming it shut again. Dear Mr. Potter... Further to our letter of a letter of approximately twenty-two minutes ago, the Ministry of Magic has revised its decision to destroy your wand forthwith. You may retain your wand until your disciplinary hearing on twelfth August, at which time an official decision will be taken. Following discussions with the headmaster of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, the Ministry has agreed that the question of your expulsion will also be decided at that time. You shall therefore consider yourself suspended from school pending further inquiries. With best wishes, your sincerely, Mafalda Hopkirk, Improper Use of Magic Office, Ministry of Magic. Okay, so before he even has time to process this one, there's another owl. This time from his godfather. Serious. Which he's disappointed because he was hoping for something from Dumbledore. Yes. But this is how it starts. And I had to include Uncle Vernon's part, too. Of course you did. Yes. For God's sake, roared Uncle Vernon, uh, pulling great clumps of his hair out of his mustache, something he hadn't been driven to in a long time. I will not have owls here. I will not tolerate this, I tell you. Like, he really has a choice, right? Yes. Um, but Harry was already pulling a roll of parchment from the owl's leg. He was so convinced that this letter had to be from Dumbledore explaining everything, the Dementors, Mrs. Fig, what the ministry was up to, how he, Dumbledore, intended to sort everything out, that for the first time in his life, he was disappointed to see Sirius's handwriting. Ignoring Uncle Vernon's ongoing rant about owls and narrowing his eyes against a second cloud of dust as the most recent owl took off up the chimney, Harry read Sirius's message. Do you want to read it? No, go for it. Arthur's just told us what happened. Don't leave the house again, whatever you do. Wait a second. I'm going to read the next line. Harry found this such an inadequate response to everything that had happened tonight that he turned the piece of parchment over looking for the rest of the letter, but there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. I would also be doing that because how is it that you get two lines? Two lines. Seriously? And might I point out that I understand that Mrs. Fig may not know the ins and outs of the wizarding world, like because she's a squib, but obviously these owls know what they're doing. So maybe Hedwig could have gotten to Dumbledore quickly enough. To inform him of the situation. But I'm glad that Mundungus apparated over there. Right? Yeah. Because I think that if he hadn't, Dumbledore wouldn't have gotten there in time to convince them not to destroy his wand. Well, even a couple of minutes late and there would be Ministry Wizards at Fort Privet Drive demanding his wand. Yeah. So that would have been kind of bad. So, you can imagine that at this point, what is it, four owls? Uncle Vernon is at his, and Dudley still being out of it. Uncle Vernon is at his wit's end, trying to piece together the new information he's found out. Dementors are real. Uh, they also 
they almost try almost sucked out his son's soul a little while ago um but the one thing he can't figure out even if he's trying to piece it together is why they were in the neighborhood at all what brought them to surrey what brought them to little wing jing jing in surrey like what what are they doing there when harry absentmindedly just kind of says he must have sent them and we know who the he he's referencing is mm-hmm. um so I'm, I'm at the lord voldemort said harry that yes. whole fucking okay Lord Voldemort said Harry, he registered dimly how strange it was that the Dursleys who flinched, winced, and squawked if they heard words like wizard magic and wand could hear the name of the most evil wizard of all time without the slightest tremor. Lord, hang on, said Uncle Vernon, his face screwed up, a look of dawning comprehension in his piggy eyes. I've heard that name. That was the one who murdered my parents. Yes, said Harry. But he's gone, said Uncle Vernon impatiently without the slightest sign that the murder of Harry's parents might be a a painful subject to anybody. That giant bloke said so. He's gone. He's back, said Harry heavily. Back, whispered Aunt Petunia. She was looking at Harry as she had never looked at him before. All of a sudden, for the very first time in his life, Harry fully appreciated that Aunt Petunia was his mother's sister. He could not have... He could not have said why this hit him so very powerfully at this moment. All he knew was that he was not the only person in the room who had an inkling of what Lord Voldemort being back might mean. Aunt Petunia had never in her life looked at him like that before. Her large pale eyes, so unlike her sister's, were not narrowed in dislike or anger. They were wide and fearful. The furious pretense that Aunt Petunia had maintained all all Harry's life that there was no magic and no world other than the world she inhabited with Uncle Vernon seemed to have fallen away. Yes, Harry said, talking directly to Aunt Petunia now. He came back a month ago. I saw him. So I'm glad we get to see Petunia actually caring and being distraught Mm -hmm. that Lord Voldemort is back, right? Like, this is not something we've seen either. This is not something that's even been hinted at before. Like, she made it sound like it was a terrible inconvenience to her that her sister was murdered. Whatever. Yeah, but now her family's in danger. Uh, Once again. Because they were in danger before. Let's be real. Lord Voldemort doesn't like muggles. And if he had been able to get to them, if he had needed to get to them to find Lily and James Potter, he would have. He wouldn't have thought twice about it. Mm-hmm. So this is when uh, Uncle Vernon finally realizes the danger that I just mentioned that they're in. And um, it was basically back and forth between him and Harry. Oh, Voldemort's back. I like the yes. hold on. This Lord Voldy thing's back. Again, yes. another instance in which he can't be bothered to say magical things correctly. Mm-hmm. Yes, the one who murdered your parents. Yes. And now he's saying the dismembers after you. Looks like it. I see. Well, that settles it. You can get out of this house, boy. What? You heard me. Out. 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 I should have done it years ago. I will stream this place like a rest home. Puddings exploding. Half the lounge destroyed. 
Dudley's tail, Marge bobbing around on the ceiling, and that flying Ford Anglia. Out, out. You've had it. Your history. You're not staying here if some loony's after you. You're not endangering my wife and son. You're not bringing trouble down on us. If you're going the same way as your useless parents, I've had it. Out. So, did he not remember that Aunt Marge talked crap about his parents and ended up being inflated and going up to the ceiling and flying away? Did he not remember that that's what happened because of it? So, why is he going to essentially say that? The only thing that he cares about is that his family is in danger. Whether he is the one that, or him, or Marge, or Dudley themselves are the reason why Harry, I don't know. Harry is, is like, Harry kind of isn't even the issue at the moment. It's the fact that because Harry lives in their residence, that they can be targeted for murder. True. So they're like, no... Go, go the hell away kind of thing. Yes. Go all the way away. Mm-hmm. As far away as humanly possible. Yes. And Harry is conflicted because, let's be honest, he doesn't want to stay there. He's never wanted to stay there. But he was told by Mrs. Fig, Mr. Weasley, and Sirius to stay put. And also not to use any more magic, but whatever. And Harry is still trying to figure out what to do when... Yet another owl arrives, but this time it's brought an, a howler. We know what a howler is. We remember what those are. We saw those in Chamber of Secrets. Big old red envelopes that are going to scream at you and explode if you don't open them soon enough. Mm-hmm. But this one isn't for him. Right, Al? Yes. It is for... We'll find out in a second. The fifth owl zoomed down the chimney so fast it actually hit the floor before zooming into the air again with a loud screech. Harry raised his hand to seize the letter, which was in a scarlet envelope, but it soared straight over his head, flying directly at Aunt Petunia, who let out a scream and ducked her arms over her face. The owl dropped the red letter, the red envelope on her head, turned and flew straight up the chimney again. Harry darted forward to pick up the letter, but Aunt Petunia beat him to it. You can open it if you like, said Harry, but I'll hear what it says anyway. That's a howler. Let go of it, Petunia, roared Uncle Vernon. Don't touch it. It could be dangerous. I mean, it's named a howler, so I get that. Um, it's addressed to me, said Aunt Petunia in a shaking voice. It's addressed to me, Vernon. Look, Mrs. Petunia Dursley, the kitchen, number four, Privet Drive. She caught her breath, horrified. The red envelope had begun to smoke. Open it, Harry urged her. Get it over with. It'll happen anyway. No! Aunt Petunia's hand was trembling. She looked wildly around the kitchen as though looking for an escape route. But too late, the letter burst into flames. Aunt Petunia screamed and dropped it. An awful voice filled the kitchen, echoing in the confined space issuing from the burning letter on the table. Remember my last, Petunia. Aunt Petunia looked as though she might faint. She sank into the chair beside Dudley, her face in her hands. The remains of the envelope smoldered into ash in the silence. What is this? Uncle Vernon said. What? I don't... 
Petunia. Aunt Petunia said nothing. Dudley was staring stupidly at his mother, his mouth hanging open. Well, I mean, much hasn't changed since they got home. The silence spiraled horribly. Harry was watching his aunt, utterly bewildered, his head throbbing, fit to burst. Petunia, dear, said Uncle Vernon timidly. Petunia. She raised her head. She was still trembling. She swallowed. The boy. The boy will have to stay, Vernon, she said weakly. What? He stays, she said. She was not looking at Harry. She got to her feet again. He, but Petunia. If we throw him out, the neighbors will talk, she said. She was regaining her usual brisk, snappish manner rapidly, though she was still very pale. They'll ask awkward questions. They'll want to know where he's gone. We'll have to keep him. Uncle Vernon was deflating like an old tire. But Petunia, dear. Aunt Petunia ignored him. She turned to Harry. You're to stay in your room, she said. You're not to leave the house. Now get to bed. In the last bit, Harry didn't move. Who was that howler from? Don't ask questions. Are you in touch with wizards? I told you to get to bed. What did it mean? Remember the last what? Get to bed. How come? You heard your aunt. Now get to bed. So, Harry was on a roller coaster of emotions. Seriously. Mentor attack, expelled, not expelled, kind of expelled, suspended. Um, stay. We're going to snap your wand, no keep your wand. Yeah. Stay, get out. Don't use magic. my last stay. Yeah. Go to bed, but why? Go to bed, but who? Go to bed. That's how it went. Good recap. Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty much it. Yep. Who do you think it was? I mean, we actually know who it was. We know who it was. I can do spoilers. It was Dumbledore. Dun, dun, dun. That's... That's a little... It's a spoiler, but it's not a big one. The actually why, remember my last is important, is a huge spoiler. Knowing it's Dumbledore does not enlighten anything. No. But I would have thought it was Dumbledore anyway. Because of the sequence of events, you know? True. Kind of true. Who else would she be in contact with? From the magical world? No one. Yeah, Imagine it's Snape, like, come on. <laughs> come on. Anyway. That's that. That's that, guys. We we got you through your second episode, your second chapter of Order of the Phoenix. Woohoo! Burger and fries, Harry. <laughs> oh, Fox. Don't be that way. He wants boogie. I understand. I like burgers Burger. and fries, too. True. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye.